Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I guess the Chicago Bears are who we thought they were, and I guess Tampa Bay is also who we thought they were. Chicago literally had to limp off the field after playing Green Bay in a tough 38-3 loss. How did Tampa Bay move the ball on the Bears? Well, pretty easy. What happened to the Bears' offense, or lack thereof offense? Uh, is Matt Nagy getting too involved back into the offense? Are the players just not performing? Was just Tampa Bay really that good? We're going to discuss all of that on today's episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the Coach Steve Show podcast YouTube channel. Follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. If you follow it, especially on Apple and Spotify, it will alert you when a new episode is dropped. Go check out all the podcasts, blogs, everything else at the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Uh, my podcast is working with the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Go check everything out there, bellyupsports.com. Belly Up Sports Podcast Network and the Coach Steve Show Podcast is working with BetUS. It's a place where you can make your sports bets, same-game parlays, in-game bets, everything. Plus casino stuff, so you're not into the sports betting. There's also stuff in there for poker, blackjack, everything else. Right now, if you use the link in the description below or go to BetUS-BellyUpSports and use the code JOIN125 with a minimum deposit of $100, you're going to get a 125% sign-up bonus. 100% of that will go to the sports betting side of the website, and the 25% is going to go to casino betting. Yes, free money. Again, BetUS-BellyUpSports, minimum deposit of $100. 
do join 125 as the code. You're going to get 125% sign-up bonus, 100% going to the sports betting, 25% going to the casino betting. Also, if you're looking for new sunglasses, you're on the beach somewhere, which I hate you during the uh, winter if you're on the beach, and you need some stylish sunglasses, ones that can help you in the water riding your jet ski, you're just hanging on the beach, you're, you're playing volleyball, you're doing whatever to keep sand out of your eyes, you're able to see better. You need to get some Yeats sunglasses, Y-E-E-T-Z, yes, Y-E-E-T-Z sunglasses. They're stylish, they don't feel like you're wearing glasses. If you got a big head like me, they're going to fit your head pretty well. If you also live in the Midwest, the East Coast, up north, well, winter is coming. These glasses can help you in the winter. That snow is going to be bright with the sun beaming off of them, but you want to look stylish pulling into your job with these glasses. Man, I want to get some sunglasses that way the snow doesn't get into my eyes. If you're somewhere on the beach and you're still able to surf at this time of year, they, these sunglasses could actually help you see sharks better. It helps your vision in the water. So you see a shark coming at you like Jaws, da 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 It's going to help you see better. It's going to give you the 2020 vision you need to be able to see it. Water doesn't stain on it, everything else. And the cool thing about them is a percentage of this uh, company, they give a percentage up to different communities. For example, where they found the when they uh, made the glasses, it was going towards beach cleanups, community outreach programs. They're willing to listen out to any other community uh, programs or anything else that they can donate money to. You just got to reach out to them. So if you go to uh, eatsofficial.com and you use the code CSS, you're going to get 10% off your order. I let them know that I sent you. I let you know that you're able to or want to be able to look stylish when you're out there surfing, driving in the snow, uh, training for whatever sport you're training for, um, and to save the planet, of course. If you don't buy these, you don't you don't believe in saving the planet or the beaches or the whales or anything else. So you probably need to go buy those. Every time you buy one, a, a beach gets cleaned and the whales get saved. So if you go to yeatsofficial.com, use the code CSS, you'll get 10% off your order. Let them know I sent you. Help supports the podcast. And you got to see those sharks coming, so this will help you see the sharks. Speaking of... Seeing clearly, uh, Tom Brady saw clearly against the Bears defense. To put it nicely, and you know, again, I don't want to talk about too much about coaching and all that, but the Bears just—they literally sucked all in except for one thing. There's only one bright and shining moment that we have as Chicago Bears fans, but the Bears sucked. The only thing that didn't was Khalil Herbert, our rookie running back, put in. He came in. He got the ball 18 times, had 100 yards rushing. That was a bright spot for the game, and the offensive line could act, was still, I don't care what people say, they are still blocking pretty well on zone plays, inside zone, wide zone, and everything in between. We're not a heavy gap scheme. They ran a couple gap schemes, but I actually think that was just to keep the defense honest. But the offensive line didn't do too bad running the ball at times. It just was not consistent enough. But the Bears, those were just probably the only bright spots. Um, we're going to start with the defense first. Um, Akeem Hicks was hurt, and when he's gone, that usually disrupts the Bears in the middle. Um, now coming into the game, Tampa Bay only averaged 85 yards rushing. Now as the year has gone on, they've gotten a lot better. So if we're going to look at the stats, Tampa Bay had a total of 408 yards. They averaged 5.8 Yards passing, they did 226. 
Now rushing, they came in only averaging 85 yards rushing, and the Bears had a pretty decent rush defense. Well, they came in and they had 182 yards rushing. So the Bears' interior defense, their run defense did not show up. If you look at Tampa Bay's entire offense, they scored, you know, they had 28 first downs. Uh, They ran 70 plays, 408 yards total, averaged the 5.8 yards, 226 passing, 182 rushing. In the red zone, they were 5 for 7. They got down there, they only had one penalty, which is crazy. They only turned the ball over one time. It was a fumble. And they held the ball for 31 minutes and 5 seconds. So the Bears' defense struggled. Uh, they they struggled to get off the field. But one thing that I saw was the defense seems a little banged up. Um, Cleo Mack looked a little banged up. They said he was limited in practice. So they pulled him off a couple times with his foot. There was a couple drives there that the, the camera was on him and he was off the side. Keem Hicks, you know, being banged up hurts the interior. The Bears historically have done well against the run, but Tampa Bay came out and said, okay, we're going to, you know, hold my beer. We're going to come out and run the ball. Um, Fournette had 15 carries for 81 yards. Ronald Jones had 10 carries for 63 yards. So they had two running. So you have different types of running backs. Ronald Jones is a little bit quicker. Not saying Fournette is slow, but you have two different quarterbacks. So when when Fournette comes in, he's going to put his shoulder down and run you over. Ronald Jones is going to make a cut and get out of the way. So those combinations, if you're used to the to pound, 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 all of a sudden get a guy in that's speedy. We just had a hard time in the run game. And then when you have a decent run game and you have Tom Brady, it opens up now. They did force Tom Brady. He was 20-36, which sounds fine. He had 211 yards. He averaged 5.9 yards, but he, he had four touchdowns. And we didn't And we didn't sack him, you know. Tom Brady had more time to throw in the pocket than the whole Avengers Endgame movie. Like, he just had all the time in the world. So, when you don't get pressure on Tom Brady, he's able to make those type of throws. Um, Our linebackers, since we were having struggles up the middle, really didn't demand a lot of double teams. So, so their offensive line was really able to push them around and able to get to those linebackers. The whole point of a defense a lot of times is the defensive line is the unsung heroes. And what I mean by that is they're going to try to demand double teams. They're going to try to hold on or two gap. They're going to try to slant and force a guy to get stumbled up so the linebackers don't get blocked. Now, in the NFL, you're going to have defensive linemen make more plays than you would in high school or college. But in the NFL, you really don't want those guys getting to the linebackers. And their offensive line was they, they got to the backers. The backers couldn't flow well enough. Um, and then the thing is, I didn't understand why we wouldn't double team Mike Evans. Mike Evans made incredible catches and they were incredible throws by Tom Brady. So maybe, you know, it's just one of the, one of those things where even if we put two guys on him, he's going to make a catch like that. But I mean, to allow him to make those catches, like, why would we not try to stop him? I mean, he had three touchdowns out of Tom Brady's four and he only had six catches. So when you have three touchdowns and half of them are you know, or you have six catches and you have three touchdowns, so half of your catches were touchdowns. Like, we have to double team and we got to be physical. Now, there was about one or two where they were the perfect throw and he had to make the perfect catch, be super athletic. I get it, but double team him. Get a pass interference. Do something to be physical with the guy. Chris Godwin at 111 yards receiving. Like, now I know 
Tampa Bay just has so many weapons on offense. So they are who we thought they were. They're poised to make a run back to the Super Bowl. If their defense shows up like that now, they were playing us, the Bears. But if their defense plays like that and this offense clicks, Tom Brady's throwing it the way he was, what's going to really dictate them is the run game. If they can get a decent run game, if they could do this every game, it opens up play actions, it sucks people into the box. Now you're able to hook to Chris Godwin on screens. You're able to throw it to him on a short hitch route and have him make a play. You have Mike Evans deep. Once you get Antonio Brown back and Rob Gronkowski, like all the stuff, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. But the Bears, their defense was not terrible, but they play like it. But they are just banged up. And when you, the Bears thrive on their corners and safeties, like 90% of defenses play better when the defensive line gets pressure. When that defensive line is stopping the run, they're moving. Like Tom Brady, you have to get him to move out of the pocket. I don't care if you don't have Akeem Hicks or Cleo Mack out there. You're NFL players. You should be able to get Tom Brady to move slightly to the right or to the left. That's one of the only ways you can win is to get him to move. And we didn't do that. We let him have probably eight seconds to pass, six to eight seconds every single time. And that is just unacceptable from a Bears defense. You know, like it. So not much more you can say about the defense. The linebackers got blocked. They weren't flowing. They weren't making plays. We couldn't stop a run up the middle. Uh, we gave up a lot of short passes, and then that opens up the play action. Now the Bears offense, besides Herbert, Herbert was the bright, shiny moment or the only bright spot, and the offensive line still able to block zone. That was the only bright spot that you had. But the only the only thing that the offensive line struggled with was pass protection. So this is going to be all in the same. It's going to be all over the place. So the offensive line struggled to pick up stunts, blitzes, slants, twists in the pass protection game. So which caused um, Justin Fields to get hit a lot, a couple sacks. Uh, We're just going to go over the whole offense. If you go over the whole offense... Mm -hmm. Justin Fields was 22 of 32, 184 yards, 5.8 yards of completion, three interceptions. Now, people are posting because of the offensive line play. Three interceptions on him. No, he threw some bad balls. He had a couple good throws, but he these this was his worst game. One of his worst games besides Cleveland Browns. This is the worst game since Cleveland Browns, where he just did not throw the ball where he needed to. He wasn't. Okay, we're going to back up. Those three interceptions are not on the offensive line. Now, the offensive line struggled to pick up the stunts, slants, twists versus their defense. So, good. I mean, the Bucs had a good defensive play call. They would slant a lot. They would twist. They'd bring extra pressure around the outside because we have old offensive tackles. We moved an offensive tackle to right tackle that never played there. So, when they're, they smell blood in the water, like the Sharks, that's why you need the eat sunglasses. They're going to attack you. And we just struggled to pick that up. So, we gave Justin Fields happy feet. And this is what happens in college. In college, if he's going to break away or do anything, he can do that because he's in the Big Ten. He's playing Purdue. He's playing, I mean, he's playing Purdue. He's playing Indiana. He's playing whatever. But you're not going to do that in the NFL all the time. I think he had about 30 yards rushing. That's because there was a couple of times he is going to break away. But I think defenses are okay with it because once he starts doing that, that's all he's going to do is start to run. And if he starts to run and you keep a – spy on him, Dave will go make the tackle. Get a safety to roll down and come tackle him. That's what it's going to take. He had 38 yards rushing. As long as it was 16, he had the ball eight times. So he broke away, so he started to give him happy feet. Now, one of the things that was said a lot was 
that Justin Fields can read a defense. Now, I agreed with it, and then I thought about it, and I watched the game a little more because this happened during the game, and I agreed with it, and then you start to watch it. I don't know if he can't read a defense, but what happens is when you have an offensive line that's struggling, you have a defense that's dialing up on you, it's hard to read the defense in two or three seconds. So not necessarily when he comes up to the line that he can't read the defense, but it's also his rookie year. And this is why I was saying maybe you don't play him. Okay, now I did say like he's a one-read quarterback. So that's why if he wants to read it real quick and he doesn't have his first read, he's going to take off. Another reason why I didn't think he should play is because he needs to sit back and do this. Now he's going to learn. He's going to grow. I think we're on the same page and we want him to do well. But things that I've said and Coach West have said and some of these announcers, now some of these announcers don't know their left from the right. They don't even, I don't even know if they know how to tie their shoes. I don't even know if they know how to put in a girdle, like the pads into the girdle or anything like that. But you're starting to hear some of the things that we're saying. If you Even like Tony Romo was saying this stuff, like, yeah, it looks like he's struggling to read the defense, where the blitz is coming from. Looks like he's kind of struggling how to adjust the receivers or all that stuff or like where the receivers are going to adjust to. And then he keeps getting brought that he holds onto the ball too long. We've heard that since preseason. Tony Romo started to say it. Um, he wants to take off and run, and that's great. But in the NFL, you're going against the best of the best. They're going to catch you. You gotta. I'm not saying you can't read the defense, but to read a defense quick. When you're at Ohio State and you're doing RPO stuff, you gotta read one guy, maybe two. One is for the run game, or it's two RPOs. Like you're gonna read this guy to this guy. So when this guy covers to the flat, your eyes immediately go to this guy. That if that's open, you pull the ball and throw it. If that's not the case, you hand the ball off. Okay, cool. In Ohio State, some of the he's got he has the. Best, some of the best linemen at Ohio State. Great. You have two running backs that can get you 150 yards a piece in a game. Great. That takes the pressure off you throwing it. Not saying we couldn't run it. Herbert was great. But we got into situations where we had to pass it because the defense is banged up. You've got to be able to read the defense. You've got to be able to set the protection that way. Now he's going to learn. Um, now he didn't have – I'm not take, putting the whole blame on Justin Fields. I don't want anybody to think that. Or what, the right receivers – we're not getting off jams. Sometimes they were jogging the routes. Um, so it's a whole offensive thing. But people want to take the whole blame and put it on the offensive line or whatever it is. No. The whole blame has to go everywhere. There was times where he just didn't read it right. He made bad throws, put them in bad situations. And one thing I don't think he should have ever said was the game was slow. Remember when he said, oh, the game was actually a bit slower? Well, one, that's in the preseason, Justin Fields, so welcome to the NFL. Is the game slow now? Like, if it's that slow, you should be able to see what's going on, pick it up, make the throw, whatever. Now, here in a couple years, probably better, but you also don't want this to ruin it for him. He came out and said, whether it's true or not, that he doesn't know what it's like to lose. He was at Ohio State. Like, they won. I think he only lost, like, two or three games. So now you now you got to see the other side of it. You're losing. You've got to be a leader. Now the, the coaching was bad. So I don't know. I don't want to say Coach Laser is this offensive guru by any means. But last year when he called plays, it worked. So far when he's been calling plays, it's been okay. We're not scoring a lot. We don't have like these ultra dudes like a Tampa Bay. 
you have to wonder if Mad Nagy started to put his nose back in it because I had it written all over it. We were running the ball a little bit, we like run, 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 punt. They were doing deeper throws. They weren't moving the pocket as much. And I don't know if that was because of what Tampa Bay was doing on defense. Did Matt Nagy put his nose back into the offense where it doesn't belong? No idea. But offensively, running the ball looked great. But I think Tampa Bay said, fine, they can run the ball. That's fine. We want to see if Justin Fields is going to throw it. And we're going to live and die by that. If Justin Fields is going to throw it and we lose that game, fine. That's part of the game plan. If they can run on us and all of our stuff, great. They're running it. We can live with that. That's what we're going to focus on to stop. Because eventually we are. Eventually we're going to have too many people in the box. They don't have David Montgomery. They don't have Cohen. They don't have this. All they had was Herbert. So it, it, the Bears were just banged up from the word go. Justin Fields did hold on to the ball too long. Made bad throws to cause those interceptions. It kind of looked like he couldn't read a defense. Now, I don't want to completely 100% jump on that train and say he could not read a defense because you have to be able to a little bit, no matter what offense you're in, especially when you're at Ohio State, you got to be able to read it a little bit. But you're also reading guys more at Ohio State in their offense, and he's able to run. They have designed run plays and this and that. I think there should have been a point where you put Andy Dalton in and just see. He was struggling the first half. You're coming in part of the third quarter. Tampa Bay had ran away with it. But he was still in. Put Andy Dalton in and see if it got any better. And if Andy Dalton moved the ball, maybe they scored once or scored twice. Not saying, I don't know. I I don't know if you want to sit Andy Dalton, but maybe you keep Andy Dalton in if he did something good. Just to see. Just to see. It's not your night, Justin Fields. Go sit down, put Andy Dalton in. Got a veteran. He can read a defense. He's able to do it. Uh... And the, and the body language, you know, Justin Fields is frustrated. He's on the sideline. He's sitting way back, looking up. And you have to wonder, like, oh, the game was slow, remember? Don't be saying that. I think he's going to learn to not say that stuff. But he held on to the ball too long. The offensive line gave him happy feet. They couldn't pick up a stun or anything. They couldn't pass it off to save their life. But you got – the offensive line needs to be structured. They have to focus on the freaking offensive line. I said that back in the draft. You could have got a Kyle Trask. You could have done something else. Focus on the offensive line. But then you draft an offensive lineman that's going to be good, but has a messed up back. Money has to go into that offensive line. We always get a good defense, but this defense is aging. We should have put money into the freaking offensive line to help out Mitch Trubisky, to maybe help out Andy Dalton or somebody before Justin Fields. Like the offensive line, we have an old offensive line, struggling offensive line. Yeah, we're finally getting the zone game going, but if you can't get the pass game going on it, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. It looked like we got away from some of the play action. We got away from some of the RPO, moving the pockets. So that's why you have to sit there and think, did Matt Nagy put his big nose back in it? Does he want it? Because remember, he's the head coach. we got to know he's the head coach. But the Bears sucked, to put it nicely. They just sucked. It was just terrible. Um, there's not much more you can say. So this is a shorter episode. There's not much you could say. They sucked. They got a lot of work to do going into the 49ers next week. That offense, that laser and them are going to have to regroup. Um, Matt Nagy's going to have to stay away from the offense, just kind of be a head coach. Get Justin Field the ball of his hands quick, easy throws, easy reads. Herbert and the offensive line get that run game go with the zone and the wide zone, move the pocket and all that. If you do all that, I think they'll be okay. But the defense run, run they got to get healthy. The defense has got to get healthy. So offense has got to take long drives to make sure that they stay off. If you look at time of possession during this game, the Bears had the ball for 28 minutes compared to 31. The only reason why is because as the game went on, 
Tampa Bay's not doing what they were doing. They kind of took the foot off the gas because the Bears only had 311 yards and they returned over five times. Can't have that against them either. So you got to work on the turnovers. Their defense has got to get healthy. Got to be able to go back to stopping the run. Offense got to move the pocket, zone reads, short passes, RPOs, play actions, all that stuff. Maybe have a couple design runs for Justin Fields to get him going. Screen game with Herbert, I think, would be big if they're worried about the run and they're bringing everybody up. Screen game, key screens, jailbreak, something like that. Some big game to get the momentum to soften the box and try to run the ball and everything else. But I think once the Bears get healthier on offense, start doing that stuff, hopefully we can score more than 17 points a game. Um, But anyway, that's this episode. Just wanted to recap the Bears. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, go like and subscribe and follow everything. Check out all the other affiliates in the description below. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check out the weekly episodes. Go check out the Billy Up Sports Podcast Network. There's some stuff coming out that we're going to try to do on Sunday, so stay tuned for that stuff. Thank you guys so much. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, and we are gone. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.